1: Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Joel Grote, and I'm editing this week's episode from Arequipa, Peru, where I'm on a missions trip. So, thanks so much for all of you who listen. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review if you're liking it. And without further ado, we are going to jump right back into where we left off with Linda's story. In the previous episode, Linda shared the challenges and difficulties and heartbreak of being a single mom raising her children within the LDS religious system after losing her husband in a tragic accident. In this episode, she shares how God shows up in a very real and personal way with hope, grace, and healing.
2: So I I had called the bishop and, and basically told him, you know, I was so upset that I said you could take my names off the church Mm -hmm. records of the church and I don't want priesthood holders coming to my home anymore and you know you're gonna you're gonna sit down with me and we're gonna we're gonna talk and basically I I think I had a talk maybe a a week later or whatever the gist of it was is I had like an 8 by 10 of my deceased husband a picture that I took in there set it on the bishop's desk and I said the problem is, is everyone here thinks that there isn't a man within our home, that there's not a priesthood holder in within the home. I said, he's just on the other side. And I said, here he is, right here. So that opened up a door for a lot of things, and I just wasn't getting the answers. And you know, they kind of they kept waffling on everything, and um, and their reasonings for my son not going um he he did have some anxiety but that wasn't anything that that doesn't keep there are so many things that i know that missionaries used to love coming to the baldwin home because we always there was all it was always full of love we always made them you know made them feel welcome right my my younger son who had the anxiety would help the missionaries actually who were taking medications to, to help them stay on, you know, stay on their missions. And actually, that Sunday when he was told that he couldn't go on a mission, he brought three of his friends to sacrament that day. Um, wow. Two African Americans and, oh, and, and, and another good friend, three of them. He he brought them because they were wanting
3: to to learn about the church. Yeah. So Linda, did you disengage from the church at that point in time and was it because you were offended? It it was
2: the beginnings of me uh being upset and being offended. But I but I kept going because I kept thinking, you know, because I wanted to do the right thing. But it that was the beginnings of me starting to question things. You know, because I called my brother up, who, who was who was a very devout Christian. And he'd been trying to witness to me for the, over 10 years. And he said, Linda, wow. look up this. Linda, do that, you know, and um, go go to the library, Google this. And, and so I started doing those things. I, I just could not believe what I was reading
3: and what I was studying and researching. It was just... So the incident with Jordan kind of was a catalyst for that. So now you see it as a blessing.
2: Yes, I I do. And that's what my brother said. He goes, Linda, he goes, you need to thank the church for not allowing your son to go on a mission. And he goes, and the thing that's so terrible about that is he turned his life around. He goes, would Christ do that? Would Christ turn him away? Life is messy. Yeah. And we have a God who loves each and every, he's desperately in love with all of us. And um, so I boast in the cross now. That's what I do and that's what I stand by. But um, it, it was really tough because I had, you know, my five kids that I was thinking about and, um, and I just started uh, questioning so many things. And I was also, Talking to a dear friend who, and she knew that I was upset, and um, and before that I would always brag to her about oh my kids are in seminaries they get up at six o'clock in the morning to go to seminary mm-hmm. yeah. and all yep. these things uh, so she invited me to go to uh, church with her and um, I went and but at the same time I was still researching. And then I'm trying to think, I was so devastated and I was so, I was so afraid because I started realizing that things were unraveling. Things just weren't adding up. And it was, and, and my brother, he told me, he goes, Lindy, you need to get on your knees and you need to pray and you need to ask God. To show you truth. Now,
1: now had you before had like uh, a testimony of the Book of Mormon? Had that been a part of your growing up? Yes. Okay. So when yeah. he's saying to do this, this isn't foreign, but he's saying you need to ask God about Mormonism now.
2: Right. Well, and the way that I was raised, the Bible is a is a companion to the Book of Mormon. Right. And so, really, that was the way that I was, you know, raised and believing that. Although I never felt really good about the Book of Mormon at all. Never. Um,
1: yeah. Fascinating! How many people are say in that it
2: afterwards? say, that, yeah, right? say it afterwards. Yeah. Like, I, know, I, I really, know. I really could not get into it, and I, I never had a good feeling about it. Even as a, as a teen, I just, and and I was very active. I mean, I was living full fledged. I was living the culture for for fifty two years, but I could not really, I really could not engage in it like others did. Okay. It just, it just, I
3: couldn't do it. Yeah, did you ask God
2: what your brother wanted oh, to yes. ask? Oh, yes. Yeah. And and I and I knew right then and there. I I knew right then and there. I was so scared. I was so scared. I was weeping, I was sobbing because I truly wanted the church to be true. I wanted it to be true because that's all I had. That's all I knew. That's that was my that was my my whole life your anchor that was my yeah my anchor that was my belief system and it was like oh my gosh my the belief system's about ready to crash and fall
3: your identity was mormon
2: yes yes and so i got and this this there again it was like midnight because i just waited to the last minute because i was just i was so everything that i was reading and and researching i was just frantic and i I did this for like two weeks straight, and I thought, "Who can I talk to? Where am I going to go?" And then, and I reached out to my brother, and he stayed right with me. I got in my car, and I went up. Then I went to the, the church that my my friend had taken me to, which was Northview, amazing church. And and I sat in the I sat in the um, driveway of, of Northview. And it was a little after midnight and I was just screaming and crying while my brother stayed on the phone with me. And I said, Billy, the church isn't true, is it? It's not true. It's not true. And he stayed right with me for about two hours and, you know, were just, just being there with me. And um, so I, at that point, I mean, there was some relief, but I was still frightened because I thought, okay, what's next? What do I do? Where do I go? And, I kept, and then I kept trying to, to research more, and like, who do I go to? And then this is pretty cool. I was, and I don't even know how this happened, but I was on, um, was on the Internet, and I don't know how this happened, but the name, Scott Johnson came up, is that the correct name? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he, his name came up and it was saying something about uh, Mormons leaving and I boy, I, I went right to it. And there was a phone number because I, I wanted to talk to somebody. He answered and I was just, um, you know, I was pretty upset, crying and everything. And he goes, can you hold on a minute? He goes, where did you say you live? And I said, "Fishers, Indiana." He goes, "Are you kidding?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and then I heard, and then Lynn Wilder was in the background. But and and who would have thought? This is how this is
3: how beautiful. Wait, so you were
1: visiting Scott when she called,
3: or was Scott visiting me? I don't I remember. Don't really remember. I, but the I two don't of remember. you were together. But, but it was he so, answered the phone. <laughs> so. Scott Johnson is with a ministry with a website called sacredgrovesonline.org, right. and it's full of out of Mormonism testimonies. Yes, to and, I, and that's what I listened to. And when yes, I was, he's a good friend because he did the video Unveiling Grace, which was our original testimonies of eight folks who had left Mormonism. Right. right. And so I I was just
2: bawling, but and and then he said, wait a minute. He goes, Lynn's right here, and so he got Lynn on the phone. But the, but the beauty of this is that God was working. I had no and, and just yeah. to feel. Did so you even know who Lynn was, though? I did at that point because okay. I started, um, you know, I I started researching and and I think I probably listened to a, a couple of um,
3: probably a, our video on his website, right? Yeah. But I, yeah,
2: and then and then that's when I found out about the book. Hmm. But I hadn't I hadn't read the book yet, but for and then Lynn was saying, "Well, my my kids, they're oh my gosh, my kids are in town. They remember they were the, your kids were in town in, in
3: Indiana. <laughs> Adams Road was right here. Yes, of, yeah, yes. God does that all the time. Wow. And,
2: and so, <laughs> by the way, Adams <laughs> Road
3: just happens to be heading to your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So the next thing you know, I think it was. Um, I don't know maybe three or four days after that i went to adams road and i but and i dragged my daughter which was in ninth grade at the time and then my oldest daughter and son-in-law they were able to come and and i was so i was so completely worried because i mean we're we're well my daughter was still very much she was very active
3: yeah going to seminary and stuff Mm
2: -hmm. i already knew that I was out and it was but um so one thing led to another and then um went to adam's road it just beautifully done and that that was just another powerful step for me in my journey right and and actually and it was a beautiful step for my youngest daughter but i was so but i was still so worried because um she was just like mom the you know, the church isn't true, and I was just like, you know, just trying to help her go through that, because I wasn't going to answer that. It had to be for her, but her eyes were getting opened with Adam's band, right? Mm -hmm. and um, something comical that Micah said afterwards, and he goes, (laughs) he said something like, "Um, well, you know, it's better that you get this started now, because if you don't, you know, she could fall in love with
1: and you the know yes guy, and then yeah, married yeah, the married the, the, the
3: temple
2: and stuff. And as soon as you? she said that, I mean, I need I needed a jolt, you know, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. it was all, everything was new for me anyway. Uh-huh. So, but um, but it was it was just a, a, an amazing huge step in the right direction. It was Adam's band and Glenn's book after reading that? I mean, I I was sobbing through that book but also learning just so it was just like so much of a the the culture and everything was just like this is what I've been living yeah this is yeah and um and then another step with with Northview when I went to church I I was going there because I was just so desperate um to know the truth and and I Remember, um, my friends were really good friends with Pastor Steve Poe, and um, they had what's called a miracle prayer. And uh, that Sunday, that first Sunday that I went, and anybody could go down and, and be prayed over. And just the way that he spoke in that sermon, and then the way that he spoke to me afterward, because I, there again, I was upset and crying, and they. He, he knew a little bit about my background. And I said, I heard it's going to take about 7 to 10 years to deprogram from Mormonism. And I'll never forget the look on his face. And with power, but with such gentleness, he said, oh, you'd be amazed at what our amazing God can do.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't ever say that. I don't and know when he <laughs> said, says that. But. Yes
2: when he said that he goes let me pray for you and he went while he was praying for me and I don't even remember everything but but I will, I will tell you that when he was praying for me the chains and shackles were just dripping off of me of 52 years yeah of being stuck and stagnated and oh. and this corporation this cult this
3: diabolical place. And do you believe the Holy Spirit entered you at that point? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. The it was almost when he said that
2: and 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 when he was praying and the chains were just like I said coming off of me. And I felt a transformation right then and there. Praise God. Wow. And and I knew at that point, and what I what I tell people when I try to help other people that are questioning that are my friends that that are questioning Mormonism, and um, and and a couple of the Mormon ex Christian Mormon sites that I'm on as well, is that um, I am running completely in the opposite direction. And those 52 years that I was in, and if I had to lose. Any friendships, although it pained me, because mm-hmm. I had tons right. of friends. Well, your whole but life I, has been in church. But I would, I would do it again. Because who's worth it? Yeah. Jesus is enough. He is my God. And I completely still run in the opposite direction. And um, something that's kind of neat, what my oldest daughter said, she goes, "Well, Mom, you got the
3: next fifty-two years to make new friends." So, <laughs> but you know, and he, beautiful does he does redeem. He redeems the time. He redeems right. the relationships.
1: So, what it's has happened? Point. What has happened then with your with your kids?
2: My oldest daughter and my youngest daughter, they came out about the same time. They, because of okay. Adam's band, because they went to go see Adam's band. But but it was still but I, I guess my oldest daughter she actually had been out longer she just started um, doing stuff on her own and she okay yeah so and then of course what happened to my son being denied serving a mission
1: yeah and so then, what happened with him then well, did he go to see Adams Road with you he's or not? not okay he
2: he hasn't gone okay but I want him to go and then my my oldest son. Um, you know, it's kind of funny, and I have to tell a really quick story about this because of him being um, inactive, as the Mormon Church would say. But his his love, and he feasts upon the words of Christ. I mean, he's um, getting ready to, to be married, and he's 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 a full-fledged Christian now. But before that happened, and I I shared with him a couple of the. Oh, couple of the cds they might have been from unveiling grace even though he had been inactive since for for quite a while since he was in seventh or eighth grade when i told him that i was leaving the mormon religion he was really he initially was upset because even though he was inactive that's all he knew right Mm -hmm. and he was living off of his dad who he you know in fourth grade his when he was in fourth grade, his dad was killed, so he was trying to be the the strength and trying to live off yeah. of that. Yeah, the
3: priesthood yep. authority. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. felt.
2: But I'll tell you what, this this beautiful, fine young man is on fire for God. He is. <laughs> wow. He oh, is, is so such. So, a, so he's he's in. Um, he's a, a strong Christian. He's in California, getting ready to be married to his Christian girlfriend, and they're. They're doing really well. Hmm. Then it was my my second oldest daughter. Okay. She was the last one to, that really gave me a rough way to go. But, it, I mean, it, yeah. it was all good because, boy, she she's just, she's uh, doing so well now. But um, it, and this is one thing that I really, that really bothers me about people that are, that have left the Mormon religion and they've got family members that are still in it. And the the church really divides when they're really, they talk about and they claim to be like a family oriented church right. or religion. And really what they're doing, they, they keep uh, people, they keep their loved ones, loved members out. They They just judge them and shun them away. Many, many times they, that happens more often than not. Yeah. And, um, But I knew within my heart, and, and that's why I would never take my names off the uh, records of the church until that last child of mine
0: was uh, out,
2: okay. so Aww. that I could watch my grandbabies if they ever gave talks or whatever. But I was waiting for this one last child to come out. I could not leave her, could not leave her there, because she, she did go through a depression, and there were like two, I have very, my kids and I were very close, very close, strong family. Yeah. And there two weeks went by without either her or I speaking. And then I finally had to be the wow. bigger person and, you know, go to her. Say, and, yeah. yeah. And through there, there's been such a major change in her life. And, um, and she was really transformed just like by reading the Bible. Oh, yay! Yeah, sure. That's how hers has come, and her and her husband have been an inspiration to quite a few people now. But, but it it was it was tough. It it was scary because it yeah. it's traumatic when you think that you've lost a family member. And there there are people out there now that their family members will not talk to them because they've left the church or right. and totally devastated and I just
3: it's it's really sad it is and yet this is worth it right Jesus is enough absolutely was there scripture that was important to you yes and it's very short
2: and I love it because With me being a a busy young mother and everything that I was going through, um, I just needed something that I could remember. And I think it's uh, Psalms um, uh, 71, 16. And it's, I will walk in the strength of the Lord.
1: Mm. Wow.
2: And the reason why, not only because it was short and I could remember that. (laughs) And I I love the, the... obviously the meaning that it had because of the curveballs that have been thrown my way of losing my husband to a plane crash and selling his practice and losing a religion that I was in for 52 plus years and yeah. then going you know and then the financial abuse that happened and then though those things right there um I, I needed something that not only that I could obviously look at in the Bible and it was tangible, it was right there, I walk in the strength of the Lord, but something that I could remember because there were t- many, t- many many times um, that I would walk throughout the house and say that, or if I'm driving somewhere, or when, when one of my kids would be going through a tough time and they needed to talk to me, and as a mother, even though... They're having a tough time with something. In my mind, I'm praying to God, and but I'm also saying, I will walk in the strength of the Lord and give give me what it is that I need to say to my children, mm. yeah. and um, uh, give me give me the grace that I need and yeah. allow me to to do that. Right. And
3: He does, does yes. He sure does.
1: So, yeah. what would you say as you look at those 52 years in a very performance based religious organization versus now, how many years have you had in grace-based living?
2: Since 2014. Okay,
1: so five years. Mm -hmm. Um, So five versus 52. So how has grace brought healing? How has grace brought transformation versus what you were experiencing in five decades of performance-based religion?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and, And that's exactly what I would say is the grace that's been given to me and, and understanding that I am a sinner, and there is nothing that I can do, and I'm always going to be in debt to Him. Before, I kind of had an attitude. It's
1: kinda, <laughs>
2: you know, you you
1: you, yeah. you do you hey, you you. I'm kind of doing it. this. I'm yeah, kind of pulling like, this off. Like yeah.
2: Yeah, and even though um, God was there before, it wasn't the same God that I have now. Not at all. Yeah. And. And that's that has been the biggest that has been the biggest thing for me because I know that I will be with him again. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to go to bed at night and wonder. Okay, which degree of the de glory am I going to be in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I
1: mean? which which degree did I live up to today? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's
2: really bad to say. <laughs> no.
1: No. All okay. five
2: of my kids are out. Okay. Yes. Praise God, yes, right. they're all out. There's yeah. there's one thing that I that I wanna say yeah. that I think is really, really important. People that are questioning or that have come out because they know the betrayal and the lies and the right. falsehoods. And the history. Of, uh-huh. Yeah. the history mm-hmm. of this corporation. I would say to you, I would say to any of them, okay. not to be afraid and to continue to move forward.
1: Pursue truth.
2: Yes. And I just want each and every person to know that that your God is so desperately in love with you, and He wants you back.
1: Well, thank you, Linda. Thank you so much.
2: I was
3: honored.
1: For sharing.
3: Oh, praise so. God. Well, hey. Grace and peace. Until next time. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast.